can't relate or communicate with your teen? Welcome to Baffled with your hosts, Jason and Sam, who are here to help you understand your misunderstood teen. As teen educators and trainers, they understand what it is that is baffling you as a parent. Enjoy the show. All right. Welcome back to Baffled. I'm your host, Jason. And I'm Sam. And we are back again for another talk about uh, media safety. In fact, what we're going to focus on today is um, addictive nature of your cell phones. As you know, these cell phones are very addictive, not just to your student or, or your teen, but to us adults as well. And I find myself falling into that uh, you know, addiction as, from time to time. So it's, it, it could be a, a problem in, in everyone's life for sure. So as always, we like to start off with the, the quote of the day. And so the quote of today is this, your phone won't feel bad if you don't pay attention to it. It won't care if you haven't played with it for a while. It won't mind if you don't hold it. Your cell phone will be small forever. Your child will not. And that's by Youth Dynamics. So what, what does that mean, Sam? Well, your phone is an inanimate object. And so it is there. It is for your use. Um, and so I, I know a lot of friends, that, that my friends that have kids, he'll, they'll sit there like, man, sometimes I'm on my phone and like my, my kids annoy me because they want me to play with them and I just want to relax. And so it's like, well, your kids aren't going to want to play with you when they're 13, 14, 15, mm. later on in life. And so take advantage of the time where the children are there. They want to be engaged with you. And, um, and even just like as a picture for teenagers, it's phones down at the table when you're eating dinner. Phones down when you're, you know, if you're driving and someone else is driving, maybe not just sit there, stare at your phone, have a conversation in the car. Uh, phones down that way. And so it's like your kid is not going to be a kid forever. They will be an adult. Mm -hmm. So don't let phones and screen time like that get in the way of those precious, precious moments you have now. Absolutely. And it's very easy for us parents to get glued to our phones. And literally we're so in whether Facebook land or whatever we're searching, whatever. And our kids are there going, dad, 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 mom, mom. And like, we are totally blocking them out because we are engrossed in our phones. So yeah, it's very important whether it's at home or even in the car, you know, you got a traffic light. It's very easy to pick that phone up, start searching. Um, but you'll never get that moment back with uh, your child, those, those uh, teachable moments or just that uh, fun moment with them. So we got to find a balance and uh, it could be a problem. So yeah, you'll get, I mean, at work, you'll get in trouble for being on your phone, right? In the right, in the wrong situation, you mm -hmm. get in trouble being on your phone. Well, parenting is work. It is your job mm. as a parent to be a parent and to be with your children. And so just as you get in trouble as work for being on your phone, we'll kind of imagine set that boundary lines and that goal for you. Like, well, like if I got in trouble for work for doing this, then I can be in trouble for my job as a parent by spending too much time on my phone and not doing my job of playing with them, raising them, having conversations with them. So kind of a little like a good gauge there of like, if, well, if I can't do this at work and it's my job, parenting is also my job. There is times where you can be on your phone, but uh, those precious moments, will uh, they come and go, so make sure you take advantage of them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I like the the work analogy. That, that was really good. I haven't thought of it that way. It is work. It, and we have to be intentional. With our relationship with our with our students, with our with our teenagers, very much so. Um, Sam, do you remember your very first cell phone? <laughs> um, man, this was probably two thousand six, entering the middle schoolish oh, wow. time. I had a typical flip phone. Then, um, then I was like, oh, so it was just a basic one. 
Then later on in middle school, the the Verizon Razor was mm-hmm. like the coolest thing ever, where you could like, you could see something on the front of the screen too when you closed it. Wow. Yeah, and uh, then in, then then you know the the ones you slide out with the keyboard. I actually miss those phones the most. Huh. With the actual keyboards. Yeah, I, I think I had one as well. Yeah, you slide it up and yeah. But and then with the text messaging, you have to hit the same letter three times. Well, that was the old phone. This one was an actual keyboard, like for a computer. Oh, okay. And so you didn't have to sit there if you wanted C. You're hitting that. You're hitting two three times, and it's yes. You know, they so like I remember right. that. So I'm 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 old enough to have that, and then I didn't get my first smartphone. I had the slide up phone all of high school. I didn't get my first smartphone until I went to college and. 2013 mm-hmm. and it was Google's first ever phone because it was the cheapest one and then my parents were like alright we're gonna well actually it wasn't my parents it was I got a job I'm like alright I'm switching over to iPhone mm. so and that was 2014 wow okay so I'm a, a lot older than Sam okay so I, I'm gonna go back in time and uh, my very first cell phone coming out of the beeper or pager era this is the late 90s my first first cell phone was in 1999, and it was a Sprint phone. I don't know if you remember Sprint. They're no longer. I was but, four years old. <laughs> yeah, see, there's our age gap right there. Um, but it was like a brick. It was just this brick phone, and you just made phone calls on it. There was no texting. There was no social media. It was just a phone, and that's where, that's where it all started for me. And then, of course, I kind of graduated into the different, uh, the ones you just mentioned with the uh, like the slide phones, the flip phones, the, 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 all those type phones. And then I didn't get a iPhone until I became director at More to Life. This is back in 2012. I got my first phone. It was an iPhone 4. So that was my very first uh, iPhone, and then the rest is history. So anyway, it's crazy how things have changed. And uh, I just remember when it, uh, texting came on the scene, and it was just uh, phone calls and text. That was it. And we didn't have all the... You know, because basically you hold a mini computer in the palm of your hand, if you think about it. Because anything you could do on a laptop or PC at your home, you could do in the palm of your hand. So videos, emails, you know, Google searches, whatever, anywhere you go. And so it's, and it's a big responsibility. And we have now given these huge responsibilities to our, to our teenager. And so now they hold the power in their hand as well. So what we want to focus on today is how these phones can become um, addictive. And they are, they really are addictive. And when we say addictive, it could be just as addictive as let's say a drug, yeah. because it is that dopamine hit, that reward system. Um, anytime you get a notification or anytime you get any type of text alert, it's like you're jonesing. Like, so these students are at school, they got their cell phone in their pocket, they're, they're Pockets are vibrating, and they're like, just like uh, a withdrawal. They're like Jones, and they're like, man, I want to check that that notification, but they can't because they're at school and they're not allowed to. And the same thing could happen at work as well. So any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, so cell phones are actually one of the sneakiest, most addictive things in the world. I mean, the iPhone came out, what, like 2006, 2007, but that was like a niche product. To where it was like kind of like electric cars that just first came out. You're like, oh, some people have them, but it's kind of like I'm sticking with this. But now it's like iPhones are mainstream. Electric cars are becoming more mainstream or like uh, smartphones are more mainstream. And so now they have really about like 10 years of data and study on the dangers of just smartphones overall. And it is it is a drug. That's why I, we all have done it. I know you, you listening have done this too. You have grabbed your phone, looked at it, and nothing is there. 
and you do it again not too long later, nothing is there. It is like someone looking into a like looking at a pack of cigarettes, just staring at oh, another one or not. And so because it's, mm-hmm. it's an addictive like that, we've all fall for. There's even phantom vibrates to where you think your phone rang, but that was just your phone moving around in the pocket. And so you're like, ooh, rang, and it, nothing was there. And so mm. now we're realizing that cell phones does have, have dopamine hit, and it is it is an addictive drug. And so um, it is a very dangerous thing. Because what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Check your phone. You look for your phone. You check your phone. You, you hit the, if your alarms are on your phone, that's one thing, but... When you lose your phone, it's as if you lost your child yeah. to where you are. Not, everyone move. No, like Everyone get up, check the couches. Where is it? Somebody call it. So we, we freak out very fast as if we lost a drug. Yeah, that's all good points. Wow, that's it's crazy what we become. And so, yeah, it, it is addictive. And it can really get to the point, part where a student will actually um, get violent over, like, for instance, if a teacher takes away a cell phone, there's video, look on YouTube, videos of, of teachers getting assaulted because they got their phone away. It's not just because they're violent in nature, it's because it's such an addiction that you're messing with that addiction. You're messing with their that their life. And, and so they can get uh, r- really violent and, and act out in different ways. So it's, it's getting crazy. And so we have to uh, find ways to, to find a balance. Now, again, I don't want to say take away the phone to to stop the addiction, but what can we do to find a balance and to make these phones less addictive? Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, before we bounce into that, just quickly, that I read that like parenting models now, just on how they, you parent kids and discipline kids, it's actually psychologically more like of a punishment to take away the cell phone, take away the video game, to take away mm-hmm. the tablet, all those things, than it is giving a good old spanking or putting them in timeout or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the taking away uh, the cell phone is worse than just leaving at the table until their broccoli's done or something like that. So okay. it's because that's how psychologically dependent we are. So there are like possible ways you can work. Parents, you know that you can limit. The amount of time your kid spends on social media apps, YouTube, and all these things mm-hmm. that uh, you can go in through parent mode, protection mode. You can set up a password, and mm-hmm. if they go over that time limit, they rec- they re- they need to request from you the mm-hmm. path uh, to approve it. So it links up to your phone. They're like, hey, but my son is requesting more time on YouTube. You get to choose. Like, well, that Joker's been on there for two hours, uh-huh. so no more. And so you can say, no, do not. He can't be on there anymore. And so you have the power and ability to use that. So you can research Android and Apple phones. You can research that and uh, like parental control and time limits on their phones. What else is there, Jason? Yeah, and, and that's good. That's really good because we actually did that with our son, the, the whole uh, time limit thing. But uh, there are settings on your phone where it actually you can uh, take a break. It's, you know, on any of the apps, you can set it up where you know, after 30 minutes, they can take a break. There's a, a thing that pops up that says... Uh, take a break for 60 minutes, take a break for 90 minutes. Um, there's another feature where you can uh, put a, a, a time limit where the apps shut down at 9 p.m. All the apps shut down and don't reactivate until like 7 in the morning. This, you know, you can play with that and just uh, that could be a factor as well. Also, um, I personally think the cell phone should not be in the bedroom uh, at night. Um, by by them because again they're not just on it during the day they're on it all night long and just like we said in the last podcast sometimes they're on there 
12, 16 hours a day, and most of it is at night. And of course, they're not getting sleep, which is a part of health. They're tired. Uh, they're not performing well at school. And so, so yeah, we got to find a balance where they're on it, but they're able to disconnect. Yeah. I like the no cell phones in the room. Uh, they're teenagers. Um, if somebody needs to contact about something serious, they will contact you, the parents. Mm -hmm. uh, and so just picture this. The reason why, so they say that you need about an hour of like no blue lights or anything screen within your face. TV in the room, not bad for like sleep cycles, but to get a good REM sleep and a like, and a, what the teenagers really need, even adults too, that you like your brain needs about an hour to cool down. So imagine a hamster on a reel, wheel running around spinning, and you that's like you on your phone. If you put that phone down, you can't like you're not going to good sleep. So if the hamster stops spinning, it's going to spin around. If he stops running, he's going to spin around and fly off. So that's why that hour between no phone and sleep is important because as if the hamster is slowing down his pace, then slowly gets off. And so that's like the teenage, that's everyone's brain when it comes to sleeping. There's also something called a gab phone. Say if you have a preteen or maybe an eighth grader, freshman, sophomore, and you're like, I'm not ready to trust my kid with a cell phone. It's a G-A-B-B. -B. And there's other types like this to where it makes, it makes calls, text messages, but you cannot go on the internet or no social media. But the appearance of a cell phone, appearance of a smart watch mm -hmm. and everything where they can take pictures, it has a calendar, <laughs> reminder settings, all these things they can do, but it doesn't have what we consider the dangers of a smartphone. Wow. Or an addictive nature of a smartphone. So it's a GABB. I'm staring at the website now. Uh, it goes along with uh, wireless carriers, but it's a good way to protect your kids. Like, you know what? They're not ready for it, or like, uh, I don't really trust them at the moment. Uh, you can get on one of these because there is a social pressure of having smartphones and these things. And so these are some possible ways that you can avoid the dangers of uh, being addicted to the cell phone, just limiting the time in the room. Uh, controlling how much time they spend on it, and then getting them possibly phones to where they cannot access that stuff. Wow, that's good stuff. So hopefully you got some good uh, life hacks out of this, some things that you can apply uh, to your situation with your teenager, with your students, so that you can limit their time and you can uh, help, help them find that balance so they don't fall into addiction, and then before you know it, they're um, in, in a bad place. Because again, these addictions could lead to um, depression, anxiety, and all sorts of um, just unhealthy behavior. So anyway, please take this advice. And if you have any questions about anything, we want to answer them for you. And so basically just visit our website, um, m2l.org, and, and we always uh, are happy to uh, assist in any way. So, okay. Well, thank you guys for joining, and we hope to see you next time on the next podcast. Take care. See you later. Thank you for listening to Baffled, helping you understand your misunderstood team. We hope you enjoyed the show today. For more inspiration and information, check out our website at m2l.org. Feel free to ask questions, call, or email us. Thank you.